Welcome back. It's time for Bob's Wire. Barbara Friedman. And let's look at what's trending on social media. Vapes to go in the UK. So I've been like watching this the whole week. And I was going to talk about it yesterday. And then I thought, nah, let me wait. So this is a massive story coming out of the UK. And that is the news that the government is apparently set to ban the single-use vapes any day now or any week now. And just reading the statistics around these um, vapes in the UK, listen, I'm sure no different here, that um, so very recently Material Focus, it's a research company, found that 5 million single-use vapes are being thrown away in the UK every week. And that's a fourfold increase since 2022. So the amount of people going and buying a single-use vape has just gone through the roof. The environmental impact of these single-use plastic container vapes, never mind the issue around the lithium product within it, is just an environmental hazard. But more added to that, what a lot of UK um, politicians and concerned groups are, are talking about is that most of this is aimed at kids. And most of these single-use vapes are being bought by very young kids and that it is causing and fueling a real addiction to uh, nicotine and to these vapes. They are like marketed banana split, cotton candy, Kool-Aid, gummy bears, Fruit Loops, colorful packages, often in shops kept near the sweet counter or the sweet shelves. Sure. And to me, you know, it's a bit like, do you remember when that whole thing about those, um, what's the name, pops, those alcopops, those alcohol drinks? Yes. Also like um, in fizzy fizzy cans with like fruity kind of flavors and sweet flavors who is that aimed at kids and i mean you know i get we live in this incredibly hectic consumerist world but you know and we know that 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 um companies want to get you hooked as young as possible i mean that is a fact which we've known for for many 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 years you know if you get to eat a certain product when you 10 or 8, you know, you're probably going to eat that brand for life. I just think this trying to hook kids onto vaping is, it's just wrong to me. However, I think banning is also always problematic because they're saying now the concerns are if they ban the single-use vapes, then the illegal vape market grows. We know what happened here True. during lockdown. True. We now know that the illegal cigarette market here has taken a foothold never seen before because of COVID. the banning mm. of cigarettes during COVID. So I don't have any answers here. I'm just reporting on this. But you're just seeing pictures of these fruity-flavored vapes on the shelves. You know, it almost makes me want to go and, <laughs> and give it a try because they look so yummy can't be right you know maybe what you need to do is like i know they've argued for cigarette packs keep it very neutral you know keep it very plain you know don't be selling these are kids who've never smoked or been interested before that are now coming to this party so let's see what happens the uk i mean a lot of stories coming out of all the media sources in the uk saying that government is all set to do this and that this is going to happen within the next few weeks let's see if that happens okay and they are supportive uh, of what? Of it being of government banned. action. Of um, no, proposed. some people are saying that banning is never a good idea. Yeah. You know, but ground. I would say that the health organisations are supportive. They're saying these single vape. The other thing is single-use plastics in the world is seen yeah. as such a major problem. Why would you then, if you're going to do it, make non-disposable vapes? The other interesting point on this is they say only about thirty percent of UK people using single 
single-use um, vapes are putting them in the recyclable vape, vape disposal units that apparently exist. Seventy Over 70% throw them in a normal bin. Yeah. And that is another big part of the problem. Yeah. So it's not working on many levels, but let's see what happens. Okay, then uh, it sounds like South Africa. Except That's why I'm talking about the it. The quantum is like unbelievable. Uh, un- We're talking... Nearly two, well, about two trillion rand, possibly. Exactly, I googled that exact number. My goodness. Um, So what the story is, and it's literally just come out, is fraudulent unemployment payments in the U.S. doled out during COVID. They're estimating between 100 and 135 billion dollars. That is a level of fraudulent payments that even our dear country, South Africa, hasn't seen. I mean, I know recently there were reports that in South Africa they've only accounted for about 1.7 billion worth of fraud during the COVID period. I mean, listen, I don't That's know what huge. The, it is, but like this amount, and I've actually looked up the the the. the, the now I've looked. I've looked up the American report that came out. Um, and it, it has just been released. Um, this amount, 100 to 135 billion dollars of unemployment insurance fraud that went down during COVID. And I, I, I'm staggering. I mean, that is a quarter of our GDP. That's about the amount of money that uh, SARS collects from us in a year, isn't it? Isn't Prob- it? I think so. It's about two trillion rand now. Yeah, going off to people um, fraudulently. fraudulently. So that's a story that, you know, I sometimes like to tell, tell these stories because I go, I know we've got problems in South Africa. And everyone goes, this is like the worst place in the world and everywhere else is better. Like, where is it better? Ish, that's a lot of money, man. It's a hell of a lot of money. It's crazy. So it's happening all over the world. <laughs> it's happening everywhere. It's bad. It really is bad. That is a song you haven't heard for a while. That, that's true. And you're joining the fray now. You're also bringing your songs into the studio. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I've decided to talk about it is that Forbes wrote like a really interesting article on the Baby Shark creators and the fact that I think it was in July this year. We missed it, but we're not that far off. Baby Shark video is seven years old. Did you realize it had been around for seven years? Um, it has had 13 billion views on their YouTube official video. Wow. That is a lot of, that's more than the much more, I think Elon Musk tweeted that out a while ago saying that's more than the humans on the, on, on the, on the planet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nearly twice. Eight billion. Yeah. 13 sure. billion. And I just, I was so intrigued that I went down this rabbit hole of like reading a little bit about the company Pink Fong which is the creator company that had been at it for a good decade before they hit the money shot with this video. And the CEO, Kim min is now 40, I think 42. Um, and he's just, you know, he's made an absolute fortune out of this. And his company, and he just talks about where the company's going, um, where Pink Fong is going now, and how it's trying to kind of make more content that hits this particular spot. Um, and just fascinating. And then I went and I, I looked up the kids that were in that video. They were nine and ten years old at the time, those little ones. And um, they're around. You know, they're what? They're like probably like 17 now. And it just always intrigues me. You see little kids who've been immortalized in a video like that, that, you know, parents love to hate, but had to play like a billion times to their children. And. I just remember when it was such a massive, massive online trend. Um, 
that song and everyone from kids to adults were dancing along to Baby Shark. Tis true. So he, Pink Fong, and the, comp- the company Pink Fong and the, the CEO have, have actually, I think it's the second top watched YouTube video of all time. Well, that's a whole lot of hits. 13 billion views, billion views. on YouTube. You may want to get, make, it, make it 14. Come on. Let's see if we can make it 14 in one day.